You've reached the Onkin Radio Podcast. Nick Onkin here, exploring the world from creativity, consciousness, and everything in between to help you alchemize your life to its fullest expression. Woo! All right, fam. Welcome back to another episode of the Onkin Radio Podcast. I am Nick Onkin your host. And uh, I think as I go through these podcasts, I've been doing this for about six years, six or seven years now. And it's been a side side hustle, side project of mine. I love doing it. I love interviewing people. I love sharing my journey. And I'm trying to go, I want to go a bit deeper and deeper and deeper as I go through my own journey of consciousness and creativity. I go hand in hand. And the more I learn, I want to share with you guys. And uh, this last week was incredible. It was a whole new experience. It was uh, something that I want to share with you guys because I know uh, as I've been posting on Instagram, people have been curious to know what has happened. Uh, what happened this last week it was a really beautiful time. So I'm going to share or try to give you guys a recap of, of my time at Arcana International down on the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. It was incredible. It was beautiful. And um, I feel on a different frequency right now. And it's I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited and I'm so grateful for the journey. So this is what's been going on. This is like kind of a, a new thing. I've done been doing plant medicine for quite a while, for a couple of years now. And it's been some of the most healing, healing and and piece of incension for myself. And I uh, was invited by Jose, the, the founder, to come down there and, and check it out and do a journey. And oh, a journey it was. And uh, moved through a lot of different things. Uh, but last week, actually right before I left, my grandmother, my dad's, my dad's mom, was on her deathbed in the hospital. And I said goodbye in the, in the flesh, in this 3D plane. And it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting. I have a whole different relationship with death now that after I've been doing these plant medicines and doing different things through this spiritual journey. And it was funny because I just had read, well, I, I read the book, The Immortality Key, and I interviewed the author, Brian. Uh, so stay tuned for that upcoming episode, which I'm really excited about because we talk all about the history of psychedelics in religion and how all the religions throughout time were basically based through psychedelics, psychedelic wines, psychedelic beers, and all these different things. So it was really interesting because I have a Christian upbringing. And so to bring and meld these two things together and see where they end up on my journey in this last week was very much a culmination of that. And I've been experiencing what they, these people hypothetically or whatever, had experienced back in the day. And and there's all these quests who have found what's beyond this 3D existence, what's beyond this, right? Like men throughout time, humans throughout time have been trying to explain what it is, like the connection between us as humans and the source, the universal power, the cosmic intelligence, God, whatever you want to call it, that is out there. And I'm coming to find and believe that plant medicines and psychedelics really help you discover that and they really take you deeper into that journey. And so as I embarked, I let's see, let's let's start from the beginning. So I flew down on Saturday. 
down to Cancun and Sunday morning, I got a message from my friend Blue, who came to be my cosmic sister. She is amazing. We had met uh, like a year ago at our friend, our mutual friend Peter Crone's house briefly, never really talked, bumped into each other a couple times throughout the last year, but never really connected. And she messaged me on Instagram and said, hey, I think we're at the same retreat. And what a time it was. We connected, we bonded, and that woman, she's an, she's an angel. She, Our conversations really, really inspired my journey throughout the week, and it was really beautiful. And you know, we talked about how everything is medicine. You are the medicine. We are the medicine that we need in our lives. And every person that comes into our life shows us something and, and shows us a part of ourselves that lets us begin to heal. You know, those triggers that come up in relationships and different things, those are things to be looked at because those stem from a very deep-rooted space of childhood traumas or anything of that sort. And those, that that's the quest, the quest of things that need to be healed. So Blue and I met up at breakfast and then we started jamming. We were connected from that point on and we rode next to, we sat next to each other on the bus the whole way down there and just dove into some super, super deep cosmic conversations. And it was, it was really set the tone for the week, which is amazing. She's 70% deaf, so she's very hard of hearing and she's transcended so much and it's really beautiful. You can check out her TED Talk. She just posted about her journey. And I think we're actually gonna probably do a podcast together upcoming on all of this stuff. All right, my friend, I wanna tell you about today's sponsor and it is one of my favorite brands, Organifi. Uh, as you know, I'm all about putting healthy things into my body and using different supplements and things to get the nutrients that I need uh, when I can't always have access to them through other means of vegetables and things like that. So one of my favorite uh, mixtures is something that I like to mix three of their products together. It's the pure, the red juice and the green juices. And it's a power pack of nutrients in the morning. Um, so I've been doing this every morning and what's been great is I've been taking it on my travels so that I can keep some daily nutrients with me, especially when it's a very travel schedule. I don't always have access to foods that I want to eat. Um, so it's a great staple, great way to, um, bring things on the road. They have little travel packs too, which is perfect. So you can just drop them in, mix them with water and they're delicious. Less than three grams of sugar, uh, which is very, very little and it's all organic Either way, no processed sugars. Uh, so the green juice, which is great, is just you get your daily doses, your daily dose of nutrients that you need. You just mix it with water. There's 11 superfoods like ashwagandha, morninga, chlorella, spirulina, turmeric, and much more. The red juice is a superfood berry blend that contains adaptogens, antioxidants, and a clinical dose of cordyceps mushrooms, which is highly, highly beneficial to you. There's 13 superfoods for energy support like beets, blueberries, acai, pomegranate, Siberian ginseng, reishi, mushrooms, rhodiola, and more. So it gives you a bunch of energy without the caffeine. 
Um, and then Pure. Uh, Pure is about promoting gut health and the morning brain fog is very helpful. It promotes healthy BDNF levels and mental clarity. For those of you that don't know what that is, I didn't. I had to look this up. Uh, brain-derived neurotropic factor. It's the key molecule involved in plastic changes related to learning and memory. So neuroplasticity, things like that. Uh, what's great, it's infused with lion's mane and coffee berry. Got baobab from an African fruit that contains 10 times the amount of vitamin C that oranges do. It's got apple cider vinegar to improve gut health. Contains all kinds of other goodies like aloe vera, ginger root, monk fruit, digestive enzymes, and more. So you can go check this out, uh, Organifi.com. That's with an I uh, at the end, not a Y. And you can use the code ONKEN, O-N-K-E-N, for 15% off at checkout. So we arrived to Arcana a few hours later, and that night we did a sweat lodge. I had never done a sweat lodge before. I was like, I overheat so easily. I can't even sit in a hot tub that long because I start overheating and it, and it like makes my head expand and like it's a little crazy. But... I was like, I'm going to do this. And this is a whole different type of medicine that I've never experienced. And we get in there, we get to the sweat lodge, do a little ceremony. And the sweat lodge is kind of like this, you call it, it's like a, it's a round shape with like one little door. And this one was like completely cement the whole way around, like the whole built, the whole round Maloka type thing was, it was cement. So it was super hot and they had a giant fire going outside and they were heating up these rocks. I don't know, they were like from the area, I think they might be kind of like lava rock. So we all pile in to the lodge and we sit around in a circle around the outsides and they start bringing in the rocks and putting them in the fire pit and the rock pit in the center. Um, and then when they get enough of them, they dump buckets of water or they spoonful big spoonfuls of water so it creates the steam and the whole place just heats up and they close the door and then like we started sweating we started sweating and it was it was wild it was a wild wild time they moved through a few different processes like a, a kind of like a three or four step ceremony throughout the whole thing started with water and air, water and earth and then moved into fire and air. And it was really interesting what came through. And and for me, I had this crazy, crazy experience where I started to, you know, they, they said that the sweat lodge is grandmother energy. It's a grandmother medicine. And oddly enough, you know, moving through my grandmother passing, I was start, had this whole experience where I saw this struggle of her wanting to go home and wanting to go to the eternal bliss and 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 home what we call home and but she was having a hard time leaving and i needed it i had this experience where i ended up walking her home throughout the whole thing and when we got to the earth we know it was just expressing gratitude and we got to fire I was going through the fire and then in that space i found myself where i i put my i put my hand i, was, I almost astral projected my consciousness moved over to the hospital where she was i put my hand on her body and and like with my other hand i lifted her spirit up to the ether and it was really wild i was you know just saying telling her that it was okay it was okay to go home i think she was having a hard time leaving and this is the kind of relationship with death that i have it's real i don't know it's 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 been so interesting for me to experience and then I invited her presence into the space. 
into the ether, into, you know, we all get to communicate with our ancestors. They're everywhere. Their spirit is everywhere. And we just get to invite them in. So that was a really, really powerful experience for me. And then upon getting out, my whole body was just like buzzing. Like it was like shaking. I'd never, and I, I actually at last said the whole, I think it was over an hour we spent in there. And we sat in the cold tub afterwards and kind of decompressed under the stars. And it was so beautiful, such a transcendent experience. And my whole body felt completely different after that. So that was the first night. And then moving into the next day, we went and visited some Mayan ruins. And that night was our first peyote ceremony. And the peyote is a cactus. It's mescaline cactus. So you actually eat pieces of the cactus. They also have a tea that you take. And the ceremony started at 11 p.m., which was very late for me because my normal bedtime now is around 10 o'clock. I like to, I like my eight hours of sleep. So this week was a whole different paradigm for me. But once you're on the medicine, the medicine gives you a ton of energy. And so for me, we sat around in the circle outside with a fire in the middle. And the peyote shaman, Maestro, he ushered us into the space and then we partook. And then a little while later, I ate about five five pieces of cactus and had a tea. And then, yeah, that was a little bit of a blast off for me. And then ended up purging some of that out in a little bit and then went laid back down and just went for this crazy psychedelic journey of like visuals. I was seeing cactus textures and elves and all kinds of crazy things. And at a certain point, it took me to a place where I just couldn't formulate any thought. I couldn't formulate English words. I couldn't do anything. It was just, it was a space of presence, which was really crazy. And I, this is what they were saying afterwards is peyote is very much a, a, a medicine that takes you into the present. And, and um, so I went through this whole journey throughout the night and then I woke up and I kind of started to come out of it a little bit, but then I opened my eyes and I was looking up the sky and I was looking up the, the moon and I still couldn't formulate words. And it was really crazy. It was like being a newborn child and, and, and witnessing the world for the first time without any labels, without trying your mind, my mind moving and trying to label stuff and label any sort of thing. And it was just such a space of presence and a space to absorb what I was seeing without analyzing it. How many times do you analyze, or do we analyze everything, right? I think, you know, I'm always in my head. My I've got bazillion thoughts going on. And if you're anything like, you know, a thinking brain, there's so much, sometimes there's too much going on, so much stimulus. And it was a really powerful experience in that respect for me. So that's kind of the big thing that I got out of that night was just practicing presence, witnessing the world for what it is and not reading too into it, right? I think so many times we read into, you know, from our past experience or worrying about the future, we try to let our brains try to do so many things and conjure up these different experiences and thoughts and worries and fears. And then pretty soon we're spinning. And the idea is to get back to present to the present moment, to the eternal now. And that's where it took me. The second night of peyote was also a, a much lighter experience. I was like, how far do I want to go with this one? So I kind of took a little bit less 
and moved through it in a little less. I was still in a very kind of present space and navigating through the night, but not blasted off to the other outer reaches of the of the of the planet. So it was good. And then we woke up and kind of moved throughout the day. And and later in that day, I ended up having a uh, a this energy healing session where this woman, this is a Mexican tradition, a Mexican healer tradition where they take an egg and they move it around your body and let it absorb your energy and and what's going on in your in your aura and your sphere. And then they crack it and they put it into, she cracked it and she put it, cracked it into a glass of water and then just observed it. She was like looking at it, analyzing it, seeing what was in there. And then she's like, oh, it seems you have a lot going on in your head, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> it's my nature. It's my nature. And she's like, we need to, we need to like clear that energy. So she did some stuff with my head. She blew like a conch shell. She did like kind of some energy work there. And then she said, you know, you have a lot of power, but it's all stuck in your head. You need to move it throughout your body. So she did a little bit of that work. And then she found some some energy that was like some darker energy in my solar plexus. So she put a sound ball and kind of moved some stuff through on that. So that was a very interesting experience. You know, it's interesting. My, my buddy Jeremy studies human design and turns out I have an open crown up here and an open crown is very susceptible to a lot of thoughts, even more thoughts than a lot of other people have in that those thoughts get to be very, very, intricate and almost over-consuming. So it can be a problem at times. And that's probably the stuff that I'm sensing. And it's also interesting, if you have not looked in the Gene Keys, it's a very, the Gene Keys is such a poetic, beautiful way about understanding our existence here. Uh, it was written by this man, Richard Rudd, who's brilliant. And Blue actually does these readings. So I'm excited to talk to her more. And we there's so much insight, so much knowledge and wisdom that comes out of that for life. Uh, and I've been diving into that a bit more in my own journey. So that said, we had Wednesday was like a night off or day off just to rest and recuperate, which is so nice. And then Thursday, the next day, we did SAPO, which is 5-MeO-DMT. And Oh, such a beautiful experience. And I did SAPO once. I did 5-MeO-DMT. Five, five, it's five MEO DMT. I did that once. That was my first psychedelic I ever did. And um, it was just, I did it when I was in a dark night of the soul. It was a completely different experience. And I found myself at the outer reaches of the universe and like contemplating what's out there. And, and that was the first time. And this time we did it under a tree this beautiful, beautiful tree and out in nature, outside and with some, our friend Ariel, who plays the harp and some other instruments. And he, I laid down, I sat down and it comes in through the form of smoke. Smoke, they put it in this like test tube with like a, another tube sticking out of it and they heat, heat it up and it becomes vaporized. And then you, you sit there and you inhale it and you hold it in until you just can't hold it anymore. And then it just, you lean back and it just blasts you off through the universe. And I saw like crazy, beautiful color kaleidoscopes of, of light. And it was coming to the music and it became everything. I became everything. And it was just like this 
transcendent experience. I would, it was probably one of my favorites. I want to do it again. I love it. <laughs> and I, I start, as I started to come through, come to come back to this realm and this reality, I heard blue. She was speaking some other, some crazy Palladian language and um, looked up and after a little bit and we just like traversed the universe and it was beautiful. So we did that during the day and and 5-MeO metabolizes really quickly. So it's kind of out of your system pretty quick. So we, that night we ended up doing a, uh, we did the first night of ayahuasca ceremony and throughout the, actually earlier the next, I was thinking Wednesday. So Maestra Justina, the shaman, she comes from the, the in Peru, the Shipibo, Shipibo tribe. And these people, they do a dieta. The shamans get super, super deep into ayahuasca. This is why you need to, when you do ayahuasca, you need to do it with the right shamans. You need to do it with the right people in the right container. And you got to be careful out there. You got to be careful for these different, you know, there's been a whole thing with these tourist companies who move people through and it's a commodity. It's it's commercialized and and it's not true to the soul and the, the true healing of the medicine. And a lot of times something happens. So you got to find the shamans that you trust. At this place, I absolutely trust it. They are deep, deep, deep in the work. And Maestra Justina comes from the Shipibo tribe. She's tiny. She's like probably four and a half feet tall, maybe at the most. 63-year-old woman. And she did a dieta with this plant. I think it's called Chomolongo. And she did it when she was... I think 19 and she dieted. It's a dieta. They go into the jungle and they basically don't eat. And they just eat this one plant for two years every day. And they chant, they takes them to this place. And if you do a lot of research, I'm doing more research on fasting and things like that. And as you go deeper into fasting, it taps you into a whole different uh, level of consciousness just from not eating, eat, just drinking water and, and not eating and, and your body goes into this very clean, clear state. So this is what she was doing with the plant. And this plant gave gives her this gift, gave her uh, an ability, right? And this ability is, is the ability to be able to extract negative energies from a person's body. So if you have a pain point, some people have pain points, and it's what they call the chonta. And the chonta is this like stuck, dark, negative energy that's in your body. And who knows where they come from? They come from different places. Some They can be given to you from other people, from different people. And it's really, really wild. Uh, and this is where shit gets really woo-woo. But also, you know, if you look at science and energy, energy is, is frequency, right? Everything is energy. And when it comes to physical form, like we're here, we are here, it's a denser form of frequency. So, and, and like the darker energy is even more dense, right? So what this gift that she has is she basically can, well, suck on the pain point. So she examined us, she examined like 10 people, probably like Wednesday or Thursday, and she's able to like put her hand on the space feel if it's actually a dark stuck energy, a chonta, or if it's just something structural. So like something going on with your muscle or something going on with your bones or something like that, which if it's that, she doesn't, she doesn't work on you. But if it's a chonta, if it's the dark stuck energy, she'll work with you on that. And she basically sucks on it, 
sucks on the skin. So for me, I had I have had I've had like a pinch in my neck for a long time, and turns out I have a chonta, and it she basically after the first ceremony. So the first ceremony, I had a hard time kind of tapping in. I had a hard time getting into the portal. I drank like three cups. And on the third cup, I was like struggling. I kind of got in a little bit, navigated a few things throughout the night, but it was a very light journey. And then after that ceremony, we ended up at like five or six o'clock in the morning is when we kind of brought it to a close. And throughout the night, they sing these ikaros, which the ikaros are these songs that they just sing, her and her son-in-law, who's the other shaman. The whole place is dark and they just sing these songs. And when you're on the medicine, it's so beautiful. And the meta, the these ikaros, they're like a, it's like a technology. It's a healing technology. And, and the sound, the vibration combined with the music takes you on this healing journey and, and, such a beautiful time and I'll talk about that more for the next night but the after the first night she did she brought a few they brought a few people up after the ceremony to do the chonta and this was some crazy shit y'all and it was uh when it was my turn she I laid down and there's this like kind of alcohol stuff that they they it's got alcohol in it and it's like a spray that they use in blessings and throughout the night and stuff like that she sprayed it on my neck and then she just started like sucking on it and it was like <laughs> she's like slurping 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 and then all of a sudden i felt the energy come up to the surface of the skin and i felt it was like tight it was pulling it was like <laughs> and literally it pinched it pinched the the energy pinched and it popped out it was like I felt it come through my skin. I literally felt it come through my skin. It was so wild. And she like once she gets it out, it she has to spit it out and they take it over to a candle and they like do a little prayer and then they burn it because if you don't burn whatever comes out, then the that energy will go back in. And so such a wild wild experience because you know, I think it's just a witness of the transmutation of energy you know, things can be bent. I'm seeing all kinds of stuff now where you look and people bend spoons, people like, it's it's some real Jedi shit actually, you know, and if you look deeper and deeper into this stuff, it's it's real and it's fascinating and it's, I'm so curious to learn more about how it all works. Um, but, you know, we can, we can do crazy things. We can bend, we can shift things with our mind. We can shift the physiology of our bodies. We can, you know, just by directing thoughts and energy. And that's a whole nother conversation. But that was my experience. Super wild. I have a video of it. I can probably try to cut it in at the end of this video, but also for the people listening on the podcast, if you go to onkin.co slash EP197, I'll embed it on the page. The video so you can see the whole thing we, we shot the whole thing on video you can watch it it's fucking wild but i'm so grateful and it was such a crazy experience so the last night man wow the last night was a big one for me and i drank we i told jose we you know it took me a bit to get in the portal and so he he's like oh, I, I might have some other stuff you can try another brew and so he brought that for that then for the night and uh it was a wild one so the ceremony started we'd had a sound bath and i'm exhausted at this point i've we've had what three all-nighters now at this point and 
I passed out for a while. We had a sound bath at the beginning and then uh, moved in the first part of the ceremony. And I basically slept through the first cup. And that first cup, wow, that second batch was like, it was so gnarly. It was like burning going down my stomach and and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, you ask your, your, you know, people ask, why do you do this? It sounds like, you know, and it's daunting. It Doing ayahuasca is daunting. And, but it's a technology, it's a tool. And if you can learn to work with it, work with her grandmother, and it's profound tool. And, you know, a lot of people say it's like three years of therapy in like one night. And it truly is. This medicine is profound and it, the intelligence of the plants and the medicine takes you to like crazy places to heal, right? Like that's all we want. At the end of the day, we want to we wanna be healed. We want to be fully expressed. We want to express joy. We want to experience joy. You know, in fact, that was my intention going to this last ceremony was to encode and embed joy into my body, into my DNA, into my cells. Like I want to live a more expressed life. I want to live a life that's fully expressed, a life that's fully expressed. And that's why I do this. And there are our inner worlds, our inner world is like an onion. There's layers and layers and layers and layers. And the more you uncover, the more you discover that there's more layers to heal and there's more spaces to go and places to discover and all in the name of incension and growth and living a more vibrant life and living a more fully expressed life that is, uh, you know, is a gift. If you've ever seen the movie Soul, this life is such a gift and that's the end of it. You know, the gift is to share with other people, to help other people, you know, all these material, all this material shit. It's just a thing. It's just this earthly plane. And this is the stuff that I've come to realize over the last few years after going through a dark night of the soul and uh, questioning the existence of everything and what I was even doing here and all these different things. And now I'm in a different space. And as I continue to do the work and as I continue to do practices, life just gets better. Life gets more magical. I want to I wanna live the most magic I can. And that takes breaking down our identity. It takes a bit of identity alchemy and going to those deep, dark spots and uprooting shit and taking it out and removing it so that we can live even more fully expressed. So joy is what I went into the ceremony with. And so I took that, that first cup, fell asleep. The second cup, I was like, man, I don't know how oh, that first one was gnarly. It was, for, it was It was intense. And so the second cup, I went up there. I did it and man, it burned. I felt it. I felt it going down. It was unsettling, but however, bigger picture here, right? The, the work is the healing. The work is, you know, sometimes personal development work as trekking in places that are uncomfortable and trekking in places that you don't want to go. And that's just part of it. And you got to go through the pain. You got to go through the fire. You got to throw yourself into the fire to get on the other side. And that's what alchemy is. The transmutation of, of something that's not so good into something better. But what does that take? You know, it, it takes going through the fire. You got to temper that shit. 
And that's a, a big part of what this process is. And I was moving through some different things and it, this it's a whole psychedelic experience. And what's, what I love about ayahuasca in the sense of, of other medicines, and I'm getting to the point with this with mushrooms, but Mama Aya, you move into this space where your subconscious comes to your conscious mind. And your subconscious is really your higher self, right? There's a piece of it is your higher self. And that is your your conscious mind, your rational mind is talking to your subconscious. It's talking to the medicine, your higher self. And you can ask her questions. You can ask questions and it'll give you the answers that are super, super deep inside and buried in your subconscious and move through this journey. So I found myself moving through my psyche. I was almost like in my brain. I was almost in this like subconscious or this world where I was navigating through. It was like crazy visuals and like different like plants, scapes, and snake snake movements. And I don't know, even know how to describe it. It was really, really wild. And, you know, you navigate, you ask questions, you move through things. And this is where I, you know, I think you can really utilize, this is where it becomes a tool, right? Like any, any of these things, any like practices, they're all tools to ground, to tap in, to tap into source and the higher power that exists. And it was such a, a beautiful space and I got to this area I was like in part of the experience is the purge is throwing up and people are you know very put off by that trust me I throwing up is probably one of my I, I hate it it's the worst however when you're on the medicine it's a completely different experience and when the approach and the perspective and the idea is that trauma gets stuck in your body and you want to get it out. You want to like uproot it. You want to throw it up. You don't want that shit stuck in your body. So, and usually all these traumas are these different things that you want to get rid of. And I felt the purge coming on. I felt my stomach kind of moving around and getting me ready. And so I sat up and I just was like, all right, all right. What is, what's, what are we getting rid of here? It's the question. You can ask the medicine, what, what's going on? And what came up was the feeling of not being enough and which has come up a lot over the last that year, just through work and through different things and through life. And, and so up came that, that business and, uh, that was quite an experience. So, you know, purging that energy, purging whatever that was, is, is powerful. It was powerful. And I laid back down and, and kind of started navigating through the, through the ethers. And that was kind of the, the big healing piece of this journey. And then I started moving into really in a different space. My consciousness, I felt like upgraded to this other level of, of moving past, moving above into the astrals, moving above the fabric of the matrix. I was really wild, really wild. And I was, you know, this whole idea, I've, I've started thinking about this whole idea of airbending and, and manipulating energy and moving and and moving and redirecting things. And so the piece of what came up was my, my, uh, my mom has cancer in the liver and my grandmother had just passed away. And so I could feel my parents and I could feel my dad, the sadness that's very deep in my dad's heart. And I, I wanted to work with that and just send him love. And I, you know, and I, this whole time I'm hearing the Icaros, the shamans singing the Icaros and it was so beautiful and it's so powerful. And so 
transformative. And at this point, as my consciousness rose, I was able to like stand in a different place, in a different space than I ever have before. And I started taking the sound coming, the vibration of the Ikaros, and then moving, creating an intention in my mind and then redirecting that energy, that healing energy over to my father and to my mother. And then from there, it was like, okay, how can I move that into my own body? And at this point, I'm almost looking at my body from a from above and blasting healing, the healing energy of the Ikaros throughout my different spaces of my body, my sh- different chakras and and healing different things in each, each one, like the throat was expression, sexual trauma through the, the lower root chakras and all these different things. It was such a wild experience. And, and then it came to embedding, right? And like downloading codes from, from the light libraries of the source of the universe and recoding my DNA and recoding my cells because like all this stuff that I'm learning and right in, in the medicine is like, oh, how do I, how do I code this? And I was just like downloading codes into my cells so that when into my subconscious, right? And so that when I'm outside of the medicine, when the normal now, right, the integration period and where I'm at now is is being able to recall those things subconsciously and those tweaks and those things, you know, some of it was like recoding limiting beliefs of of believing that I can ha- have it all or believing abundance thoughts or believing whatever it is and manifestation and all these different things, there's, I've had so much self-doubt over the last few years. And so part of this journey was reprogramming that and recoding, recoding cells and different energies, absorbing different energies and, you know, asking the universe to be able to channel greater and greater levels of art. And it was wild. And towards the end, really, it just like, I just found myself in this beautiful space of joy as I came out, as I woke up, as I came out of the ceremony at like six o'clock in the morning. And it was wild. So the moral of the story is, is like, you're always going to be okay. Especially if you're trying, if you're ever thinking about doing plant medicine, doing ayahuasca, I highly, highly recommend it. It's so powerful and, you know, it can be daunting, especially with all the things, all the traumas that we've had going through our lives. But who doesn't want to be on the other side of that? Who wants to like live in pain and live in suffering? You know, when we're, when we're sulking in our traumas from the past, we're creating our own hell. You know, the kingdom of heaven is within, you know, this is from the Bible, right? And, you know, Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is, is within and it is, it really is. But we create our own suffering, our own hell by living in our traumas, by suffering from our traumas, by by not even, you know, by creating thoughts, dark thoughts of depression and loops. And I believe this these plant medicines help us break through these loops. You know, there's all kinds of new research, neuro neuroscience and research around exactly this, that psychedelics help you break free of that default mode network. The, that loop that's playing over and over your head, that loop that creates a deeper, 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 deeper spiral down to the point where people don't even want to live anymore. And this technology, this plant medicine heals that. And look at all the new research. Read, read How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan. Read 
dive down into some of this new research. There's a lot of facilities teaching or and learning about this stuff. So very, very powerful week. So much gratitude for Arcana, for Jose, for all the the my friends down there, Maestro Justina and Dakota and Petey and Ariel and Sada, all, uh, everyone was, it was such a beautiful experience. It was so special. It was such a great time. I highly recommend it. And uh, my friend Jose, the owner of Arcana, said that he would give you all a discount of 50 bucks and a free therapy or massage at any of the centers if you sign up and use the code Nick O at checkout. You can go to arcanainternational.com if you want to go and experience this magic for yourself. So go to arcanainternational.com, use the code Nick O, N I C K O, at checkout, and you'll get $50 off and a free massage or healing treatment, which I did both of them, and they're both amazing. We might have a code in the show notes. We'll put a code in the show notes for a little small discount if you want to go. Highly recommend it. Such a great experience. Very authentic. Very caring. They even do medical intake stuff. It's it's very legit. And this place, this hacienda in Mexico in the Yucatan is incredible. It's this nature vortex and, you know, barely have any internet access, which is so great, maybe one hour a day. And it was so good to just check out and get in nature. You know, now coming back to New York City is a whole jarring experience. And oddly enough, I'm like in this integration process. So the biggest thing about doing plant medicine is the integration afterwards, the integrating back into this 3D existence, into this, the everyday life. So taking the lessons that we've learned and bringing them back and how do we integrate them? How do we jump into it, into this life and into the normal every day, but in a new changed way, right? How do we ascend through incension? It's a beautiful time, people. It's a beautiful time to be alive. It's a beautiful time to be in this process. And, you know, I talk about following your right white rabbit and it's so true. If you've ever seen the matrix, if you've ever seen Alice in Wonderland, get curious. And if you follow that curiosity, there's way more out there. There's something else out there that's way deeper than our eyes and our, our 3D existence can even really comprehend. And such a beautiful, beautiful time to be alive. And follow that white rabbit. Go down the rabbit hole. Explore. Read books. You know, listen to the cosmic bricks that are raining and, and hitting you. You know, those are signs for you to get curious, to follow your white rabbit and do the work and ascend and live a life of full expression, people. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. But it takes work and it takes practice and it takes dedication. I found it to be so, so profound. So with that, thank you for listening. And check out Arcana International. Check out there are arcana.ayahuasca on Instagram. I'm at Nick Onkin on Instagram. You can follow me over there, follow the adventures and uh, tag me. If you, if this, if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could help me out, help us out by leaving a good review over on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, that would be amazing. And um, what else? What else? That's about it. 
you know? You know what time it is. It's time to go out and create your life by creating every small moment. And, you know, we'll see you next time.